0: the teaching ministry of Judah Olorimiye, a man called of God to compel consecration, provoke repentance and inspire worship by the preaching and teaching of God's Word and the miraculous demonstration of God's power. God's Word is about to hit you as life and strength. Get ready for an encounter with grace. Of words and the wisdom of emotions. I don't know if we'll have time. To cover the wisdom of emotions But if not we will just stick with the wisdom of words I hope to receive questions And answer them as the Holy Ghost would inspire and lead me So if you have questions from this series Or any wisdom question as it were Or any question that requires the wisdom of God I want to answer that in probably 10-15 minutes When I am done teaching But tonight the wisdom of words and emotions James chapter 3 I'm Read about 10 verses James 3 Please, PR, You always use the King James When you are using a text If I ask for any other version I would ask you But fundamentally for a text, use the King James Because that's what everybody has And that's what everybody usually reads Usually So James 3 From verse 1 to 10 In the King James If you don't have the King James Just give us what you have now We don't have time, please I will read from here. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in the word. The same is a perfect man, and able also to burden the whole body. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships. Which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a small helm, which the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Rather. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a word of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and set it on fire the cause of nature. And it is set on fire, on fire of air. For every beast, rather every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith we bless God, even the Father, and there which curse women, which are made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. So, the wisdom of words and emotions. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we depend on your power and your influence to help us in comprehending these words. We receive understanding in the name of Jesus. Thank you because our heart is ready for the seed of the word and it becomes a fruitful field. In Jesus' name we pray. The wisdom of words and emotions. The Bible is very clear concerning symptoms of wisdom or symptoms of foolishness. Such that we have no excuse not to be able to recognize somebody who is wise or somebody who is foolish. Many Christians do very silly things. And then when they are asked to explain (laughs) why they did that, they say things like, I did not know. When an Abigail marries a Nabal, when a wise Christian woman marries a foolish husband, and they ask her, what were you thinking? And they say, well, I did not know. That's not a good thing to say. Because the Bible teaches on this subject so that you will be able to recognize somebody who is wise and somebody who is a fool. There are overwhelming evidences in scriptures. It's not, a, it's not, it's not something you should even look too far to see. To recognize a wise man should be easy. To recognize a foolish person should be easy. No matter how well they seem to pretend. If you are a student of scriptures, you sure should do this person is wise. The person may be a pastor. The person may be a bishop. If the person is foolish, you should be able to recognize that this is the voice of foolishness. The person may dress very nice. The person may look very good. What if the person is foolish, you as a student of the Bible should be able to say, this is foolishness, just well-packaged foolishness. So, the point I'm making here is there is no excuse not to know or recognize foolishness at work. Let me just roll a few scriptures that will help you to see and confirm what I'm trying to say here. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 5. You see, the book of Proverbs has several verses like this that tries to reveal foolishness no matter how it is concealed, no matter how it is covered up. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. Please, very quickly, people at the PRU stand. He who gathers in summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. So, in simple terms, there is a time for sleep and there's a time for gathering. The person who is gathering, at least I'm humming, so you can reduce my volume. The person who is sleeping, when he should be gathering, he might not like it that we are calling him a simple person, but that's what the Bible teaches. If you sleep when you are supposed to be gathering, if you sleep when you are supposed to be walking, for instance, it's simple. <laughs> I mean, if you, for instance, as a student, if somebody has an exam by 8 a.m. and by 7.45 he's sleeping. You first ask, is your father the VC? If the answer is no, you will say, you are a simple brother. You may not go to house, you may slap him. You may pour water on his head. You want to save his soul because he's sleeping at the wrong time. Are we together? So, clearly, (laughs) clearly, the Bible is very clear. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 21. Another verse of scripture that just shows The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. If you want to see or you want to know a wise person, a righteous person, you check how many people listen to him and are blessed by what he says. You want to know a fool. He dies for lack of wisdom, somebody's deficient of wisdom, somebody's words, somebody's head, somebody's heart is cast of wisdom. There is no other way to say it. He's a fool and that person will die for his lack of wisdom. But the lips of the righteous, put this in another version, but if possible give me the King James. Once again you have changed it to the new King James. If you don't have the King James, then put it in another version, but I want to be sure what verse 21 says when it says lips of the righteous here. so it's still righteous put that in nlt or any other modern version so the words of the godly encourage many but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense i like that the lack of common sense when somebody lacks common sense is a fool and you don't have to you don't have to give it another term are you listening to me? They may be executive fools, it does not matter, they are fools. They may be well dressed fools, they are fools. If they lack common sense, they are fools. Now, you as a Christian cannot be saying, I did not know he was a fool. That would mean that you too, self, you lack common sense. Because if you see that he lacks common sense, you cannot say, I did not know he was a fool. What, you you want a fool to write to the I am a fool. He wants him to write to the Z, I am. Nobody will introduce himself as a fool. My name is Judah Loruba, and I am a fool. Nobody will do that. You will have to open your eyes according to what the Bible says. I say, He lacks common sense. He must be a fool. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Proverbs 14 and verse 9. Fools make a mock at sin. This is how you know a fool. They mock sin, but among the righteous, there is favor. When you see a fool, one way to identify him is that things that he's supposed to not find funny, he will laugh, he will post it. <laughs> With laughing emoji, you will laugh. <laughs> it's too funny to me. You know he's a fool. That's why. There's no other excuse. <laughs> Fools mock at sin. They mock. They make what they should weep over, what they should grieve over. They will make it they will laugh about it and turn into a comedy matter. And if you don't laugh with them, they'll say, Ah, uh-uh. you're too serious. No, it's that I have common sense. You are foolish. That's why you make mockery out of sin. Do you understand me? This is, is... God told the Bible, check every description of a fool. You would know them. They are not, a fool cannot package himself to a point where he should not be camouflaged to a Christian. No. ah? We will know them. When they begin to manifest, we will know that. This is the trademark. The signature of a fool. And they may deny it. They will say, no! but uh, The word of God cannot be broken. Let God be true and every man be a liar. What the Bible says is true. Are you listening to me? so also you too go and check so that anytime you see any trace of foolishness in your life you say <laughs> I don't want to be somebody that the Bible describes as a fool I'm not going to mock at sin anymore never a funny sin, I'm not going to mock at it a jovial sin, I'm not going to mock at it. I am anything that the Bible describes a fool with I'm not going to be a part of it it may be hard some of these things are trainings in righteousness when I read Proverbs so many years ago as a young Christian, this is what I was doing. I was examining the trademark, the characteristics of foolishness. And I told myself, no, I want to be far from this thing. I don't, I don't want to read the Bible and I will see myself in it and say, hey, now you did describe like this. I don't want that. Are you listening to me? Another way you can obviously see foolishness or wisdom in scriptures is by how they use their words and how they manage their emotions. This is very clear also in wisdom books, you can know a foolish person. They may package themselves, but when they begin to talk, you can know this is the voice of foolishness. When they begin to behave in their emotional expressions, you can know this is how fools behave. You can know a wise person. You can know a wise person by how he uses words, by how he manages his emotions, you can know this is how a wise person behaves. In those days, when they want to pick wise people into the palace, there's there's a way they check. And one of the things they check is how they talk. How they behave when they're angry. How they behave when they're happy. How a person manages their words and their emotions is a confirmation of their wisdom or foolishness status. Very simple. Very simple. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 13. Look at this scripture here. It shows us the relationship between words and wisdom. In the lips of him that has understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him that is a void of understanding. Do you know why a rod is for the back of a fool? Because the fool says many stupid things that will end him serious slaps. Yeah. A fool does not know how to talk. It's as simple as that. A wise man speaks... And people find wisdom in his words. They may not talk too much, but every time they talk, most times that they talk, you see wisdom. We know Jesus was wise. It's not because Jesus wore a clothes. I am wisdom. No. It was that every time he spoke, we found wisdom there. Do you understand that? One day Reverend George was describing a man of God who was, in my opinion, very arrogant. So he bought a customized shirt and he said he is apostle prophet and evangelist, and those at the back, apostle, very big, and, but the way they wrote it is, A will be very big, prophet, B will be very big, and then evangelist, E will be very big. So when you read it from afar, you see ape, you see ape, and, <laughs> well, it's not an ape, but, <laughs> it has some behavior where person goes say, wait, you serve, you be a man being like this. <laughs> But what I'm trying to say is, people don't wear customized vests. I am wise or I am a fool. Nobody will do that. Nobody will do that. Now you go check. When they talk, is it wisdom that comes out? Are you listening to me? As a lady, yeah. Don't be a fine girl that when you talk, you say she's fine. But what in they come out for a mouth? Proverbs say, a beautiful woman without discretion is like a ring in the nose of a pig. put diamond ring for no so pig. It's a bad combo. It's in diamond ring they do for no sort of pig. But say do. <laughs> so you you want to ensure that you are not speaking things that the Bible will call simplicity or foolishness. You want to learn the wisdom of words because one of the ways we identify a wise man is how they talk. Another scripture here should describe this relationship between wisdom and words. Proverbs 10 and verse 18 to 20. This is about two or three verses. Proverbs 10 and verse 18 to 20. He that hideth hatred with lying lips and he that uttereth a slander is a fool. You see this again. Hiding hatred with lying lips. What does that mean? You don't like somebody. Everybody knows. Or you, you know. At least nobody knows. You, you know. But when you see the person, you begin to pretend. I celebrate grace. Rather, my sister. Stop that. What the Bible calls you is that you are a fool. Well, that's, that's how fool. That's how fools behave. You know? If you are hiding hatred, hatred is in your heart, but in your mouth you are trying to learn from love. God describes that kind of thing as foolishness. A wise person does not try to pretend if they don't like somebody. Are you listening to me? There are many people you don't like. Come out clean. I don't like some of you don't like me. It's not a sin. It's not a sin. But pretends and it's not things are not necessary. I didn't watch some people write about some other people and I say, I know this person doesn't like this person. Why are they being foolish? Why are you hiding hatred? If there's hatred, why don't you settle it? Why don't you deal with it? I say, come, there's something you did that I don't like. Oh, I'm not too cool with this and this and that. Let's trash it out as brothers. But to not be using lying lips. because that's how fools behave. Don't be simple. Be wise. Are you listening to me? Next verse here. In the multitude of words, there is wanted not sin. In other words, there is no lack of sin. In the multitude of words, body that refrained his lips is wise. One of the ways you recognize a wise person is that they don't speak too much one of the ways you recognize a fool is that they talk too much we we'll would soon deal with that but it says here that when people talk too much mistakes are bound to happen some people talk too much that's why they make many mistakes verse 20. the tongue of the just is as choice silver the heart of the wicked is a little worth. once again the word just here for refer to the one who is godly and the one who is wise in the books of god it's like toys silver but the heart of the wicked is a little word proverbs chapter 15 and verse 1 to 2 a soft answer turneth away rough there's something called a soft answer but grievous words stir up anger the tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness Give me in another version. Let me see this verse too. Maybe the NLT. Stop. You don't have to pour out foolishness. for goodness sake. You can pour out wisdom. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing. You see that? But the mouth of fools belches, belches out foolishness. Don't be like this. Don't be like this. Every time you speak, let there be something wise that we can gather. Not something foolish that we will be trying to avoid. Why did you say that? Why did you say that? One more scripture. Proverbs 18 and verse 6 to 7. Proverbs 18, 6 to 7. A fool's lips enters into contention, and his mouth collects for strokes. You see this? Every time a fool speaks, you feel like ah, looking for Oraimo code. You know Orimo code? Why, why, why do you like this? <laughs> the fool sleeps enter into to convention. When a fool speaks, one of the things that happens is that there's always fight. How to know that somebody has a certain degree of simplicity to deal with is that they are always fighting around him because of what he said. Fools don't experience peace because every time they talk, what War III happens, every time they talk. And the message is like, me, I did not buy data for peace. I like violence. That may be the voice of foolishness. Yeah. Every time you talk, talk scatter, hey, <laughs> you don't say it's violence, what is violence? Call it what it is, it's the voice of simplicity. There are times when you talk and then there can be controversies but every word, one thing to break out. So the people are not looking for padlock to put on your mother so that they have a peace. See, just shut up. In this meeting we are going, please don't talk, please don't, don't say anything. <laughs> if that happens to you, you know that it is elders that speak at the gates of the city because elders have learned how to talk. There are so-called presidential candidates. If they, If they win and they talk, what will ha- first happen is that the American embassy will close down, withdraw all the ambassadors, because the way the person would describe the American people and the American president, you will know this is the voice of foolishness. Then they will write a memo to the president of the country and say, the 34 million dollars grants we need to give you for children development, we are no more giving you. And then somebody will say, it's because we told them the truth, that's not how to speak the truth. You can say the truth in a foolish way. You can say the truth in a wise way. Are you listening to me? So there's something called diplomacy skills. Yeah, there's there's a way to talk when you are when you are on top, when you are in power. Don't don't allow your words to cause another Biafra war. There's a way to talk. And I see that even among the Nigerian political elites, many people don't know this thing. This is to, there are things that you can say. That some Ryan to start, Ryan will start. I've 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 heard many politicians. We can say, guy, this person is a political fool. He's a politician, but he's a political fool. He not how to talk. You you have caused bloodshed by this thing you have said now. By tomorrow, some people will be dead just because of what you have incited violence. So, there is a strong relationship between words and wisdom and we simply have to learn it. We have to learn it. How people use and manage their words and emotions are clear indicators of the degree of wisdom or foolishness that is in them. Now, let's deal with this issue of the wisdom of words. If I have time, we'll probably touch the wisdom of emotions, but let's deal with the issue of the wisdom of words. The first thing we want to talk about here is that a wise person... Knows the value and the importance of words. A wise person knows the value and the importance of words. A foolish person does not really care. You know, one of the things, one of the most outstanding things about fools is that every time you show them that what you said was not appropriate or was not fitting or was not correct, they downplay it. Doesn't it really matter. That's how fools talk. When well, you are trying to say, you shouldn't have said this or oh, you shouldn't have said it like this they downplay that says, hey, does it and say it doesn't matter uh, when you see somebody who says does it doesn't matter over words the degree of foolishness there is very strong words are important James chapter the where we read it described the tongue as the navigating controlling system of a ship your tongue will determine the direction of your life yeah some people have spoken their way into trouble the man, Nabal, how did we know he was a fool? Nobody would have known just by his name. There are some people that are good, but they have bad names. Are we still together? If you tell me that my name is Goliath, I will first speak at you and say, okay, Goliath. That's a very interesting name. I right. no, may suspect you, but then, when you now begin to speak and act, I will now say, ah, you are like your name. Or I will say, "You yeah, and your name, there is no correlation. Are you listening to me? There are some people that their name is Joy. But when you look at them, say Joy. Okay, maybe it's a prophecy. We are waiting for the prophecy to be to come to pass. Joy? <laughs> are you listening to me? So the man his stem was full, but we did not know about his foolishness until he began to speak. And it was his words that implicated him. What he said was going to cost him his life. Solomon's wisdom was not appreciated until he began to speak. One day they brought two women. One said, this is my child. The other said, this is my own child. When Solomon began to speak, then we now said, wow, this man is wise. This man is very wise. So, wise people understand the weight and the value of words. Foolish people simply don't get it. You tell a wise person, drop that status. It is not right. You, say, <laughs> you know that... Uh, He's not as wise as he thinks is. When he is. When he's wise, you know that, okay, oh yeah, me, oh yeah, I know. Ah, that's a I'm not supposed to be saying. What a what I'm supposed to say, but it should not be public. Do you understand me? A wise man understands the value of words. He doesn't underrate words. He knows that by his words, he can make or mar a situation. I don't know if it's just a meme, because there are many memes like that for mockery and um, ridicule's sake or for banter's sake But somebody said they went to an interview and then they brought out a tweet, he tweeted five years ago about the company that was interviewing him, and it was a very rude tweet and I said you are qualified but this tweet that you tweeted five years ago will not allow you to get the job I've heard some other stories of people insults the American people, the British people, and they are now clean up for visa. Say they want to go to, you want to Japa, to the place you have been insulting publicly. You have insulted them, and you insulted them publicly. The issue was not the insult. The issue was well, you were not wise enough to put the insults private. And the internet never forgets. <laughs> never forgets. don't know this is. You know, this political season is a very dramatic season. You see somebody... Twenty fifteen his tweet he was insulting his political opponents. It did not know that six years later they will be in the same political party. I said, is this not the person that you call good Now you are saying this man is a great man, a very wonderful man. Ah what has changed? The internet never forgets. People don't know you see when you are wise, you will be careful how you talk. Be careful. Are you listening to me? Be careful how you talk. And I'm not saying this so that. I'm not saying this because uh, you don't know who will blow tomorrow. Be careful. That's not the point. Don't learn the words of wisdom just because somebody may blow tomorrow and if the person blow and you don't yap me before, you, help you That's not what i help That's not what I'm teaching you. That's not the idea. But you must learn how to talk. <laughs> learn the value of words. Wise people take words seriously. Foolish people don't. Your words matter. The words of other people matter. You see a man in courtship with a lady, the lady is loud, lousy, and lewd. She says anything about everybody insult pastor's wife, insult pastor's self. Eh, then the man will eh, say, He's just joking. <coughs> your koboko is soaking inside hot pepper. You go marry, I'm not wedding. We go down for your wedding. <laughs> the is it that, insult that you saw that others were collecting and you will say it was just a, you said go collect them so no she's just playing that's the way she is <laughs> wise people know that when when fools are talking you will notice it and say this person is a foolish person look at how they are talking A fool will say it doesn't matter now it's just uh, they're just playing <laughs> the words of others matter your own words matter. I've told you, words can start wars. See, if you go and read these read the history of people like Adolf Hitler. You will see people like Idi Amin. You will see that they were. It was by their words that they triggered wars. Not just by their words. They began to set up this one against the other. Begin to paint this one as wicked people and paint this other. Listen there are startups we have in this country for instance somebody sees now if i say stop behaving like malam would you consider that an insult or a compliment what is the meaning of malam master is that that's the original meaning that also but if i say you'll be malam Will you consider that a compliment or an insult? Because there's a stereotype attached to that phrase and to those people. Now, so imagine an uncle and I said why are they feel like malam like this? Now they now know that I don't mean malam in the sense of master. I mean malam in a degrade, degrading term. They will carry tyre. Because I don't know how to talk. Do you understand me? Wars have been sparked by just people who are lousy talk. loud, la 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 So when you become influential, one of the things that God must teach you is the wisdom of words to so maintain that. One of the issues of the last president of the America, of the United States, Donald Trump, was that he did not know how to talk. <laughs> he had good intentions, honestly, but la la la. He would just put his mouth Wah, like this and everybody would be shaking. <laughs> Why would you just look at African nations and say, see the whole countries? Huh? And although, sometimes, so what this is true. <laughs> sometimes. But as a presidential person, it's not everything that you say. Are you listening to me? Yes, it's everything that you say. Even if it is true that some of the countries you are dealing with, their leaders are actually behaving like animals. And some of you may not understand because you don't know the kind of memo and the kind of intel and information that some of these leaders get. The American president, for instance, may have intelligence of what exactly is happening at Asurok right now. He may have that kind of intelligence. Sometimes they send spies. Sometimes they plug in... Things on telephones and cameras, so they see some of the things that our president do. They see it. They see, for instance, the president of a country. Let's use a, an example: President of Sudan marrying a five-year-old girl. So when they hear the report, they say, "Shit, the whole country." Now you don't know where they are coming from. You get something where they don't hear. You may say, "Ah, ah that's too harsh," but sometimes it is truth. But the fact that it is true does not mean you should say it at that time and say it publicly. So that's just a hmm. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Words matter. And as a wise person, you must be able to admit this. Your words can wreck a marriage, your words can wreck a home, your words can wreck a church. Many churches have closed down because of gossip than demonic attack. Yeah. And before you know it, before you know it, spirit atmospheres disappear, tissue atmospheres disappear. And then we are praying on binding demon. Meanwhile, the demon is amongst us, it is our tongue. You saw what the Bible says slander is how fools behave. You can kill people with your words, you can assassinate characters. The tongue is a very, very potent pistol. Are you listening to me? Yeah. John chapter eight, they brought a woman to Jesus. They say, Master, we know you're a good man. This woman was caught in the very act of adultery. The law of Moses commanded that we stone her to death. What asked thou? If Jesus did not get the right thing to say, they would stone her to death and they would say, As approved by Jesus. So when he spoke, a life was saved. He looked at the woman and said, where are your accusers? He said, all of them have gone. He said, go and sin no more. His words were so perfect. So perfect. Your words can determine whether a life will be wrecked. Some months ago, we, or weeks ago, we had a, a, a communion service in this church. Fully persuaded. We sang a song. A very simple song, seemingly. And I just decided to share the song online. Somebody heard it and was about to commit suicide. It was the song that changed their mind. Somebody at the very of the house, hey let me hear what it is. He heard the song and said, Ugh. and then sent me a message. I said I decided that it was not what it, but I heard the song and I felt like, ah, okay, maybe 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 God still has a plan for me. Your words can give life; they can take life. Don't be talking anyhow. Don't be talking anyhow. Let it be that the day somebody wants to commit suicide, they will scroll on your status or your status and say, "Ah, I've changed my mind. And they will scroll on your status and say, Oh, this life now shall cruise make we shall go die. Oh yeah. If somebody is about to give up, it may not be suicide, but if somebody is about to give up, give up on marriage, can you say something that will encourage them to continue? Give up on their business, on their career. Your words matter. Your words matter. Be intentional about your words of okay. it. doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. That's how food's talk. Now it does not matter, it doesn't matter. Alright, 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 alright. Now, the wisdom of words, the next lesson here is that you must learn how to listen and how to understand. In the wisdom of words, or in the school of words, Learning how to listen is more important than learning how to speak. James chapter 1 and verse 19. Be slow to speak. Be quick to hear. Be slow to anger. It shows you the relationship between speaking, hearing and emotions. Some of you are angry because you are quick to speak. You are slow to listen. Your anger, your depression is traced to the fact that you shouldn't talk anyhow. And until you fix your mouth, your rot will not be cured. Are you listening to me? Until you fix your mouth. Fix your mouth. So many emotional turbulences and troubles can be traced to somebody not knowing how to talk. And then somebody not knowing how to speak. Or somebody interchanging the place of speaking with listening. He says, be quick to hear, be slow to speak. For some people, it is the opposite. They are very quick to speak, but very slow to hear. So you must learn how to listen. There are lots of talkers and writers and speakers in our generation. That's because of the effects of the media. Everybody now can be a public speaker. You can write on your bow, public speaker. Make them, self, make them call you, make you come speak. You go charge them ten thousand dollars. Public speaker. Say, what do you do? I'm a public speaker. Anybody now can be a public speaker. What do you do? I'm a writer. Everybody's a writer. With WhatsApp status, you can be a writer. If you have one thousand people on your contacts and they look at yourself, you, are talk, you can talk to 500 people every day. Are you getting it? But many people don't know how to listen and how to hear. Everybody can talk, anybody can write. But how to hear, how to listen? That is why we are a very confused generation. There are too many people talking who should be listening. Too many people writing who should be reading. Too many people trying to air their opinion when they should be listening to the opinion of experts. Too many people wanting to hold microphone, when they should be in foundation class, are you listening to me? No. Ladies, even in the spiritual matters, with the camera, not in the camera, with the phone, and ring light. You know ring light? No. You can be an international speaker with good backdrop, backdrop of world map, globe. Put down on the back I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. You can be doing podcast <laughs> Everybody can talk. <laughs> There are many talkers, many talkers. People have forgotten how to listen, how to hear. People have forgotten. It's a lost art in this generation. So we want to first of all deal with this issue of learning how to listen. Effective listening has become almost extinct. These days, you write something on the media, you need four other posts to balance it because people don't understand. Somebody says, plantain is good for the body. Somebody now comments. Are you trying to say that banana is not good? People don't know how to read, how to understand. You just wonder, how are you interpreting things? (laughs) Recently, I think it was Pastor Kingsley who made a tweet, and it's, it's quite controversial, about the gift of submission. And I've seen the way many people have interpreted it. I just, this is not this man's intention. People don't know how to listen. You just take somebody's words, twist it, and then give it a totally different meaning. That's say, you're not clear. Yeah, you're not clear. No, it is that you don't know how to listen. It's not like the other person is not clear. You don't know how to listen. I'm teaching here on a subject for one hour, for instance. Do you really think that I cannot teach this subject for six hours? Do you think that many of these are a rush? Cannot be thoroughly explained? So, you will have to now tell yourself, I must know how to listen, so, what should take six hours, I can learn it in one hour. Do you understand? Yeah. Listening is a lost art, people don't know how to listen. There are so many people who attend conferences and they just go there, shout, jot, but nothing is in their head, nothing is in their heart. They may shout, oh, Yay, that's the word. Took me word, papa. But, you see, at the end of it, you just, what have you learned? Nothing. Zero. Because, people know how to shout, but they don't know how to listen jesus many times spoke in parables the disciples asked questions what do you mean by that because they knew that beyond his parables there were deeper truths there were deeper meanings one of the reasons why we encourage you to understand scriptures is because it will help you to understand so-called mysteries the bible is a seemingly complex book as it were if you can crack the code of scriptures there is virtually no writing you will never be able to understand. So, learn how to listen. Some people need to go and learn how to read. As simple as that. And I don't mean A eh, for Apple, B for Banana. Because this thing is affecting even our Bible study. You read scriptures, you don't understand because you don't know how to read. That's the truth. You just don't know how to read. Especially an iPhone generation. Where we abbreviate words, we use shorthand We don't know how to read a verse of scripture that should be simple enough for basic comprehension many people don't just get it the first thing i want to say here is that in becoming a better listener pay attention to little details before you think about asking a question either in your heart or to the speaker I've discovered one of the issues we have in this generation is that many people don't pay attention to details. For instance, if I write a post, or I post maybe about this sermon, the wisdom of words. Every time I post, usually, most times, I put the link of the sermon. People will still ask, where can I get the message, sir? Sometimes, if they were old men, you would, you would attend. You see this about 18, people 19, 16, you don't know how to pay attention. Check the post now, look at it, you will see the link there. I will post a telegram link and somebody will say, please, do you have a telegram link? People don't pay attention to details. We only, what we see are the pictures. We see five-five pictures and the 5 fine girls in the pictures. Ah! I like the way you are addressing this stuff. The green details, people don't pay attention. I've seen many vendors put uh, markets outside and they'll put the price of their wares on diseases. People will still ask, How much for this one? Can't you see? People actually don't see, they don't pay attention to details. So, and that's, why, that's the reason why we have so many unnecessary questions. Because many people, as they are hearing a sermon, instead of listening to understand, they are listening to ask a question. They want to ask the question and embarrass the teacher. They're not listening to understand. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to what was said. Pay attention to what was not said, but was implied. That's how to listen intelligently. I grew up reading hard books. And I introduced my wife to that too. We read, we read uh, difficult Christian authors. These days I see what people call book and I laugh. pamphlets. You are launching a book, you take the book, it's 35 pages and the font size is very big. This person is very big. This is a Bible study manual that you are calling book. It may be compressed to two pages. The scripture is more than the book. In that of five pages. Scripture in it is 20 pages. He quoted this, he put it there, he quoted it, put it there. It's not launching, it's book launch. And that's what many of these people, many young people in our generation feed on. <laughs> they are not reading books. <laughs> they are not reading books. When Paul was telling, I'm not sure if it is we told to bring the books to the parchment. He was not talking about letters. Books. Books. Books that you read, you read, you sleep on it, you wake up. will continue reading they are that voluminous my father learned english language just by reading newspaper he didn't go to school he stopped at primary one they expelled him because he was a bad boy they expelled him and in those days after expulsion but there's nothing that can be done basically see the way he learned newspaper he he read newspaper as often as possible and that's how he he how to speak English. And immediately made it a rule in our house. We never speak Uruba or another other language at home. English is the language. He was not literate. But he ensured that his children had good education from home. Are you listening to me? Learning how to listen. Pay attention to details. Some people don't even pay attention to comma or semicolon. And these are basic simple things that. We have to probably start learning again. Are you getting me? The second thing I want to say here is, create the right mental environment when you are reading or hearing something important. Create the right mental environment when you are reading or hearing something important. The first mental environment you must create is the environment of value. You will not listen well if you don't value who is talking or what is being said. Listening is work. Listening is labor, listening is costly. Anybody can talk, to so listen is the difficult thing. Listening is difficult. To really get what was said is difficult. But if you don't create a mental environment of value, so you value the conversation. For instance, if you are discussing wisdom and you don't value wisdom, you won't understand wisdom. A professor of wisdom may speak, but you won't understand wisdom. Jesus himself may speak, you won't understand wisdom. Because you don't value wisdom. I've said this severally that importance is key to comprehension. If you consider certain subjects important, you will be better positioned to understand the subject. If you don't consider it important, you will not understand the subject. Some ladies here may never understand VAR. As a lady, if you have heard of VAR before, raise your hand. VAR, okay. So there is no one single lady here who knows what VAR. Okay, one person. God has delivered us here. Thank God. So there's a lady here that understands VAR. What is VAR, ma? Video assistant referee. Ah. So a lady here knows VAR, but she's is only lady in this hall. Hello, coming. Hello, VAR. But now, if I say lady, I'm, I'm talking to ladies, and I say, okay, if I'm talking to everybody, and I say, foundation, what's the first thing a lady would think about? Foundation. Answer me. Oh, yeah, I'm asking you now. If, if you have foundation, I say lady, what comes to your mind first? Makeup, is that not so? Okay, some people don't agree. Yeah, that, that's, that's fine. If you are a civil engineer, you may be wondering. <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, six feet under the ground. You're talking about makeup. <laughs> so your interest will facilitate understanding and comprehension. While you are coming to church, value teaching service. If not, you won't understand anything. you will going look like zombie. Nothing will enter your head. It's because the way you came, you don't value what we are doing here. Why do you bring a note? You value what we are doing. Why are you trying to listen? And For instance, the video man is obstructing some people. Some people are trying to look at my face. Because they value the conversation. Even beyond my words, they are trying to take my facial expression to see and get the whole gist. Some other people are pressing Instagram. In the same place. <laughs> it's, so see, this one understands. Is because spirit of understanding is on him? No. It's because one is a fool. One is wise. The wise one... Put value on the words of wisdom. That's all. The other person feels I like can multitask now. Huh? What is he saying that is important? Now I must focus on. that. Do you understand me? No. <laughs> I, I had a report that one of our wisdom class, uh, one of our sisters was sitting behind beside somebody, and throughout I was talking, the person was pressing phone on was on a place that was not a wise place. And I was speaking strongly about the the, the cost of foolishness. I was shouting, sweating. The anointing was moving. And yet, somebody was still actively being simple. You you cannot help some people, (laughs) they will never get it. (laughs) They will never get it. But that's because they don't value wisdom. Are you listening to me? You know how you pay attention to a movie. That you want to understand. If you miss a particular scenario, you go back and play it again. Forget What did he say there? What did he say? You want to forget it. Yeah? Do you understand? You are watching a football match, you miss, the, you miss the particular highlights. When they are showing the replay, you want to watch. They play it in slow motion so that you can see because it's important, an important action. So they say, watch it in slow mo. Be slow to watch it so that you can get the whole gist. For some of you, read Bible like you are eating Otyam. Just them afraid. Amen. (laughs) You can't get it. You You don't value it. What do you value to? Farabali. Farabali. I want to get it. I want to understand. Are you listening to me? So. Establish the importance of what you are about to hear. Ensure that fear, guilt, dishonor, assumptions and offenses don't darken your mind. There are four things that can back or five things that can duck in your mind on the path to listening or in the part of listening. Fear. When you are afraid you often don't listen well. Some of you ladies now this butterfly where they pass now in the Shekuna. If one bird a bird that God made a black one should just come and stand there is not end for some people mind because hey, my village people don't come find me for a year okay? Village people where they try and avoid it, they don't come find me here. Yeah. <laughs> so fear does not help listening. It doesn't. it's one of the reasons why every time a messenger of God appeared on the scene with a message, one of the first things he said is, "Fear not, because you will not listen if you are afraid. You'll be panicking." Hingele, hingele, hingele. I came to deliver a message now. If you are afraid, you will not. So I know you are afraid, but fear not. I came, I did not come to Kiva. I went to Kiva King before. Okay, so listen. Are you listening to me? When you allow fear. So when you are in a church service, for instance, r- drop your fears, drop your anxieties, drop your worries. They hinder comprehension. They hinder it a lot. A lot. As some of you are not growing spiritually because fear is is rooted in your heart. Every time you read the scripture, there is no understanding because there is a stronghold of fear. So what hinders many people's spiritual growth? Many times it's just something an emotional issue: fear, worry, anxiety. And if Satan keeps that in your heart, you may work hard to try to get it, but there will be little comprehension, little understanding. Fear, guilt. And myself and Mr. My Sam were discussing some days ago, and we establishing the fact that sometimes when we address people and they are guilty, they don't listen. When I say guilty, if they have done something wrong before, and I, for instance, if you offended me four days ago, even if I've to it, and then today you now see my number ringing, you might be saying, "Hey, maybe, maybe he wants to do his own back." The God of vengeance has come. So when you pick the call, even when you say hello, you are thinking, Hey, who will miss you? So after you said hello and I say, Alright, there's something I want to, you to help me to collect. In fact, the thing is for you. When you hear for you, you'll be saying he wants to punish me. Your guilt will not let you concentrate on the message. And even though what I'm trying to say is that there's a check that I want to sign for you because I want to support your business project, you will be saying, Ah Guilt will not let you hear. One of the reasons why we establish righteousness consciousness among saints is because guilt will hinder them from hearing instructions. They will not hear. They are busy thinking, hey, I'm going to go to heaven for you. Ah, ah. So they can, while we are telling them things about the faith, things about God, things about their new creation, realities, they cannot not hear. This, the, 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 the voice of guilt just blanks everything away. Do you understand this now? Deal with your guilt, deal with fear deal with dishonor. When you dishonor any writer or any speaker, you hardly can understand what you say. Many people call me sometimes to confirm what exactly I mean when I say something. Maybe I drop the satire. If I write a satire, for instance, how do I explain the satire? An example of a satire is, for instance, President Boudi is the best president in the world. So it's just in a way the opposite. Do you understand? If I write a satire, people who respect me, when they don't understand, I say satire, they will call me and say, Explain, we don't understand. Somebody who disrespects me will say, We said it is a false prophet. Look at the nonsense he's teaching. Disrespect always blinds understanding. The reason the Pharisees could not understand Jesus disrespect. It's not because Jesus spoke a parable. They didn't read him. Anytime you are finding got to understand your pastor, check your respect for him. Your problem is that maybe you don't respect him. You don't respect him. You cannot, you cannot understand a man with disrespect. A man with dishonor, you cannot understand him. When the man speaks in parables, you won't get it. So, if you are going to listen to somebody you don't respect, you are going to listen as a critic. And listening as a critic is not for understanding, it's for criticism. You listen and you, you, you pay attention to all his errors and all his flaws. And if there are errors and there are flaws, you will listen to it. One day, the evangelist preached in a particular country. And according to him, he quoted about 153 scriptures. Just from his heart, he quoted about 153. So, after the service, a woman, I'm not if it was a woman or a man walked up to him and said, you are very impressive in your quotation of scriptures, but you did not get seventeen correctly. I'm not sure of the exact number, but she was counting the one that Obale, oh, ballet. Obale, oh, 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 So people listen like that. <laughs> oh, get Oh, get Now, I'm not saying that you should be, you should drop your common sense when you are listening. People can make mistakes, and you must sift her words sometimes. But don't listen as a critic don't listen like you want to mark their script especially when the person talking is a spiritual authority are you getting me tonight all right assumptions don't assume you know what i will say don't assume you may be wrong don't assume don't assume people read the bible with assumptions you know three weeks ago i was challenging you to proper biblical interpretation One of the greatest enemies of biblical interpretation is assumption. People just assume this this is what they have always taught us now, this is the meaning. No. Check it again. Check it again sometimes. Read the Bible with the heart of a student, not with the heart of a lecturer. I want to learn. Don't assume. And then, don't be offended. If you are offended by the person that is talking to you, once again, you will understand. Offense darkens the heart. The Pharisees were offended that Jesus, they could not understand his saints. Let's move ahead here to one last thing in this direction of learning how to listen. It is not everything that you should listen to. Please, my brothers and sisters, it is not everything that you should listen to. Some of the things you are listening to are not healthy. You may hear something mistakenly, but you should not pay attention to it deliberately. Somebody may play something that is toxic around you. It does not mean you should now put your ears and begin to listen and absorb it. It is dangerous. There are certain things you cannot afford to listen to. You are going to be a product of your words eventually. Your words, the words that you say and the words that you permit in your heart would greatly navigate your life. Fifty years from now you will discover that you are where you are because of the things you heard and the things you paid attention to and the words you listened to. You will. will. It will affect you. It will affect your marriage. It will affect your health. It will affect your ministry. It will affect your Christian pursuit. It's not everything you should listen to. What should I not listen to? Don't listen to the voice of foolishness. Don't listen to the voice of foolishness. How do I know the voice of foolishness? The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Any voice that you are not comfortably hearing in the presence of God, don't hear it at all. If Jesus were to show up physically with you, anything you cannot hear with him, physically seated with you, don't hear it at all. Don't hear it at all. That's the voice of Jesus. Any voice that steals away the consciousness of God, don't hear that kind of voice. It is not healthy. It is dangerous. It is destructive. Alright, let me move ahead here now to so the concept of learning how to talk. I don't have time. I'll just say as much as I should, as much as I can rather. And then that will be that. Talking is a learned skill. Please note that. you learn it. Nobody is born with the gift of talking. If you ask Perez now, how are you? You say, yeah, 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 yeah. He's speaking gibberish. He will have to learn how to talk. Are you listening to me? But for instance, he knows how to say, Dada, and Mama, and Taba. And what else does he learn how to say? Taba, that's, that's basically, yeah, that's his voice there saying, Taba. He learnt it. He was not born like that. And if you are jealous, it's because Taba spends time with him and gives him his phone to watch Coco Melon and play keyboard. And drumming videos. If you want him to learn your name too, give him your phone. He may break it. That's the cost. <laughs> but the point is that nobody is born a speaker. We are all as well born initially as tamaras. We only know how to cry. <laughs> then later we learn how to say mommy. And then daddy. If your dad is someone that you are close to. Some people never learned how to say daddy. Because daddy was never home. Or some people were orphaned from childhood. So, we all learn how to talk. And it's something you can learn. Stop saying, I'm Sagritos, I don't know how to talk. No. You can learn it. Now That's the way in our family, we, we don't know how to talk. You can be an exception and learn it. Do you understand me? Learning... Or listening, or speaking rather, is a skill that can be learned and it's a profitable skill. There are people who make money just from talking. I told you about, we're talking about public speakers the other time. If you invite Barack Obama to come and talk, whether you be church, I be mosque, I be sorry to, you, you get some money where you say they use invite some guy speakers. Yeah, some speakers are very costly. Some people have built an entire profession on the skill of talking. So, you can learn it. Learning how to speak involves learning what to say and how to say it. You can learn what to say, but you might have not learned how to say it. If you know that if you should say, Jesus loves you, or Jesus loves you, that's a good thing to learn. But you may say it in a way that is not loving. Jesus loved you. I said Jesus loved you. If I is loving you, ah, uh, <laughs> you are saying the right thing, but you are not saying it the right way. <laughs> so, learning how to speak is not just about knowing what to say, but how to say it. Are we still together? So, the gift or the skill of public speaking. Many will offer it as courses. In fact, as master classes. <laughs> but if you read Proverbs, you can learn it. Free. If you read Proverbs, free. Free. Purpose, free. free. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can learn how to speak. Now, let me say a few things here. The Bible encourages us to speak carefully. We have talked about that in James 119. But Matthew twelve thirty six says, Every careless word you speak, you give an account of it. So, don't speak carelessly. Speak carefully. Speak carefully. You can learn how to speak carefully. Uh, speaking carefully would also mean that you learn how to be silent. You learn how to shut up when necessary. Nobody everything you go put your mouth. Are you listening to me? It's not every person who is chubby that you say, why well, are you fat? One day, or i will go land your neck. Be sensitive. Be smart. Do you understand me? Some things you should not be saying. You never see him marry, he this woman. And ah. hey, marry me now? Are you listening to me? let yes, uh-uh. Maybe three years ago you born. your belly, still big like this. One day my, my wife went out. So, and then one woman was very angry. She said, This Yoruba get safe. First time you born like this, you didn't press your stomach. And I told her, I said, my wife just smiled and walked away from my shop. I said, "What? Well, that's the benefit of not talking to a soldier's wife. Because some people go come back to your shop and say, Madam, that's the way you talk. Talk up again. <laughs> Why do they find trouble? What will be your problem? What's your business? Maybe be every matter you go put. I say, it's not because I care for you. We don't want that kind of care. Keep your care to yourself. Sometimes you should learn to be quiet and mind your business. As the Bible teaches be quiet and mind your business. Sometimes just look and say, Hmm, it's not everything you must. You must these days, everybody has an opinion about everything. Any s- s- scandal or any gossip on the internet, everybody's writing posts about it, and it irritates me. It irritates me. <laughs> this person said, This is everybody's going to go and preach about it. Uh, the, the, the what's the latest thing happening now in this world? A just me what the latest thing happening? What? Prime Minister. Prime Minister of Britain. A UK, UK Prime, there's, a, there's, a, there's a new United Kingdom Prime Minister. Now, the man is Indian in his roots. Now, just to, exa- just to give an example of what I'm saying. People are already now preaching already about the spirituality of politics. Because there's a video of him lighting candles, which is like an Hindu practice. He's lighting candles on the streets. Now listen, on the streets where his office is supposed to be, as the Prime Minister of Britain, of the United Kingdom. How many of you have seen the video? And many people are already preaching about it, which is, in my opinion, is not bad. But I feel that sometimes some of these things are too hasty. Because, for instance, just today, I read that that video is two years old. Now, it's not a new video. That he did that thing two years ago, when he was one of the secretaries or so, but he, w- he happened to be on that street, and was celebrating that day. And people have already say, eh, see the first thing he did as a prime minister. Meanwhile, two years ago, he was not prime minister. But people have already did series on that series. People have done doctrinal series on it. Les <laughs> Farabaleh. Sometimes we are just quick to open mouth, quick to talk. Sometimes we can just wait first. Let the dust settle. Do you understand me? Yes. So it's not everything that you should have, an opinion on. And there are many things that you need to just wait so that you can understand the whole side of the story. Sometimes someone will come and give you an impression about something. Wait for one more hour. And when you hear the full story, you will say, Ah-ah! Uh-uh, she started being paid. you didn't tell me that this one and that one now. You know, at first to report, then they look like saints. When you hear the other side of the story, if you hear husband and wife, settling call settling If you hear the husband first, say, Ah, this woman is a witch. When you hear the wife, you say, This husband is a wizard. Two of you are witches and wizards. So don't be quick to conclude. Sometimes be quiet. There are many times Jesus was asked questions and he didn't answer. Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. Just wait first. Sometimes we speak of its own accord. Are you still listening to me? Um. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight. What's there? Let's check it out. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight, and now we will go on to the next issue. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise, and he that shattered his lips, is esteemed a man of understanding. Put it in another version, maybe the NLT. Even fools are taught wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. Hmm? You. <laughs> you understand, Abhi? <Abby>? Uh. <laughs> Alright. Avoid lies, exaggeration, and corniness and crookedness when you are talking. Oh, yeah. Some testimonies, when you hear it, it's a problem. Now lies, deception, crookedness, exaggeration will steal trust from your life. People will not be able to trust you. And the funny thing is that nobody may come and tell you that, I knew you were lying. They will laugh as in, mm, it is well <laughs> But when they get to say, if you see the lie with this person, talk. What happens when that happens is that your value drops because the, a, a lying man is a worthless man. This market, now for $10,000, I buy them. In their mind, they will laugh. Say, ah. hero. What was that evangelist that was preaching? What did he say? Lord, he, he said at the end. Hero. <laughs> When, when people tag you as a liar, <laughs> you won't you have good people around your life. You will be attracting liars like your kind. Children of father of, li- of lies will be your buddies and besties. Grandchildren of father of liars, father of lies, will be your besties like that. And you will be a very wretched person. So, it is foolish to lie it is not smart some people say I just use wisdom no you actually use foolishness and it will come with the cost it will come with the cost now don't be crooked for instance when you want to ask for help don't be crooked one of the things I like is when you are straightforward pastor good morning sir I need your help when you say how is mamadi I may not reply again how is prayer? I am a I with my mother, how is Paris? I reduce my volume. How is the work of God? Can you go straight to what you really want? I am on the middle of something. The parents may be trying to collect the phone for my ear now. Can you say what you want? Don't be don't be like this. Do you understand me? And some of you do, this is very important in talking to strangers or people that you may never meet again. Sometimes you want to shoot your shot, Abby. Okay. After you are greeted please shoot the shot. Don't say, can we, be, can we do 9 together? Why? Don't do that. This is what you want. Be clear. Be open. Are you, I, I like, I like, when I met my wife, I met her first as a friend and I had no motive or intention. I the time I met my wife, I didn't want to marry. She knew. My parents' divorce was a very terrible thing in my heart. I had no plans to be married. And I told her, that, well, I'm going to be celibate bit, most likely. So when I changed my mind, I told them I didn't. I didn't say. We? I didn't. We, we didn't go on a date. I stood in our front of the and I said, hmm. "See, si, there's what I want to tell you." Please, please. I don't like any. can we pray together? <laughs> no. I told that church that I've looked at things and that I think that should be. A very good spouse to me and my future and i, I cannot really imagine my life in the future maritally without her I, I, didn't, I didn't even flatter i didn't flatter uh, now i, I flattery is wrong uh, but what i mean i didn't flatter, i didn't praise her I, mean, I didn't praise her and they say oh you know you're so beautiful i didn't say that <laughs> it doesn't mean she will say yes some people have written poems, they still give them nil. <laughs> See, don't be by your poem. Are you listening to me? You no. are reading out poems. When you don't even brush your mouth, you are reading poems. Your mouth, is smell, you read poems. Then what tell you no. No! <laughs> so, if you are the one, you are the one. I don't know way you are. So, I like, and I think it's a Christian value. Be straight. Be predictable. It's what I want, it's what I want. That's all, that's all. I like the way they did it in the Old Testament. You cannot be going to a nature's house and be saying, My my What do you want? We're not joking here. You think that there are no the children here? What do you want? Or okay, Jacob, what do you want? me my Rechi, my There are no days for that kind thing. If not, you call it Leah. And you go back to your village. <laughs> so I, I think that Jesus was straightforward. We should be straightforward in our speech, in our conversation. Let's not learn the crooked part, the crooked part of uh, coming like this, coming like this. If you want to say thank you, say thank you. If you want to apologize, apologize. Let's be clear, you apologizing Which one is it? whatever I have done, only knowingly, Just in case you're angry, nah. be straight. If you apologize, let's know it's an apology note nothing, sorry now, sorry now, <sighs> if you need help, ask for help, without trying to massage people's ego, there are people that have asked for help, it's straightforward. first time I spoke to them, good afternoon sir, trust you I didn't work today, I need your help, I, I, if you're not going to give me, you're not going to give me, I need your help, no where I got to it i'm begging you i'm asking you i'm appealing to you for help there's no need to be jumping up and down those things for people who are busy it pisses them off for idle people arrogant people simple people they may like it place me make my eyes swear make my eyes swear make my hair swear, my hair swear I go, are you a masquerade what is this? <laughs> ah where yeah, can we go on here? Let me just. Proverbs 4, verse 24. That's just to buttress the issue of lies, I think. Put away from thee a forward mouth and a perverse lips. Put far from thee. And put this in the NLC. Let's see the meaning of forward mouth. Avoid all perverse talk. Put this in another version. Let's see. Perverse talk. And corrupt speech. Another version maybe NIV, or amplify, put away from you, false and dishonest speech, and willful and contrary talk, put away from you. So you see the idea there. You see the idea. Now, please also know how to speak strongly and softly, depending on the situation. There are times where you should speak softly, there are times when you should speak strongly. Jesus used both. Let me give you a simple code of or simple rule here. If you are speaking to the downtrodden, somebody is already under the weight of guilt, somebody who is already regretting their actions, somebody is already repenting, speak softly to them. Somebody is grieving, even if the issue was that they did not take your counsel, that's why they are now grieving, or that's why they've made a mistake. Don't speak strongly. Don't use strong, harsh tones to them. That's not... How the Christian behaves when somebody is downtrodden, broken, shattered, speaks softly to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus spoke softly when he said to the woman, "Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more." It was a strong statement, but said in a soft tone. It is a go and sin no more. I shall well, go. Uh. He didn't do that. <laughs> Jesus, that's not how Jesus spoke. <laughs> you, know, you can say some things, and it is true, but then it is too harsh. <laughs> I shall uh, see no more. He didn't do that. <laughs> he said, Go and see no more. Neither do I condemn you. Okay. But when Jesus spoke to the Pharisees, He spoke with strong tones. So you have to know how to use boots and know when to use boots. So when you are speaking to the unrepentant, the hypocrite, the deliberate, willful, wicked, you use strong tones. The stubborn. Use strong tones. The stubborn sheep is a sheep, or is not a goat? But maybe like a goat, you use strong tones. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? you? So that statement has to be, you cannot just apply it everywhere. It depends on the audience receiving the word. Do you understand that? So, for when people are stubborn and when people are on the verge of destruction, if you see that somebody is one step away from hell, you may need to use strong tones. Loud rebukes. Um, okay. Let's move ahead here. When you are speaking with leaders, never use a strong tone. When you are speaking with leaders, never use a strong tone. I was angry why I was speaking to my father like that. No. Wrong. Learn how to talk to leaders. You may be angry, but you have to learn. Your lecturer is your lecturer. You have to learn to talk to him. He might even insult you. You must learn how to talk. Never use strong tones. When I say strong, I'm talking about harsh tones to leaders. It is wise to speak softly to leaders. Even if somebody is asking you out, lecturer, is asking you out. He's married with three children. There's a way you can say. There's a way you can turn it down without using a harsh tone. Don't to say oh, okay, sir. Uh-huh. that's not how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just that's that's very dangerous. You hurt yourself like that. You can say, sir, you can say daddy, sir, daddy, 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 do you know mommy is waiting for you? Yeah. You can remind the person that in case they forgot you I know you have mommy. I know you I know mommy you are, and I know. You can you can say I'm 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 your daughter. Have mercy on your daughter, sir. Yeah, you have to learn these things. These are tact and diplomatic skills. It's not because you just leave I cast you out. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be very wise. <laughs> Do you understand me? Yeah. However, if you are in a very it's an, it's an urgent situation, the person lock the door. Eh, that's one. You have permission to call down Holy Ghost fire. Alright, when you are speaking with leaders, don't be harsh, don't use strong tones, but use confident tones, real leaders, good leaders are disgusted by lack of confidence. You know, it's in Africa here where if you appear before the king, what they expect you to do is to hold his leg, lick his leg, and say, my God, that is rubbish. The other day, people were complaining that uh, somebody took an award and she did not shake or bow down. Or you know, Africa is a funny place. And people began to analyze that these are issues that... There was probably already a dress rehearsal. For instance, you don't shake the president until he shakes you. He's, he's the one that will stretch his hands to you if he wants to shake you. And I would say, okay, she so should have at least done like this now and done like this. <laughs> you know, real leaders do not find lack of confidence attractive. Joseph went to Pharaoh. And yes, he spoke respectfully. Oh, Pharaoh, respect you, your boss. But he spoke confidently. He didn't say, "I'm mm, kind mm. of okay, master, I'm kind of okay, master." Now, way you talk, <laughs> kings don't find that attractive. No, kings want you to show your respect. But then, after you show your respect, speak confidently. You have a proposal, Don't say, "Just help me, just help me." <laughs> hey, my mother. But, but, kings don't find those kind of things attractive. Be confident. Confident. There's a way to talk to your lecturer, not with any degrading tone, with confidence that he will, he will just like you and say, I like when you talk. Have you you not noticed that when you are doing if you have done project defense? They don't like it when you are, <laughs> they don't like it. It's not, it's not, a leader is in, it's not enthused by that kind of a sight. They like confident people. Are you listening to me? Uh, That's that for today's class. If you have a question, let's ask. I don't want to go further. Quickly, let's take our offense and if there are questions, let's ask. We trust that you've been blessed by this teaching. We look forward to receiving your testimonies, prayer requests, and feedbacks. You can send us a mail at judamay at yahoo.com. That is J u d a h M A Y E at come. Till next time, remain in the consciousness of God's word and power. Thank you.